Good morning. Welcome to worship with First Baptist Church of Chickasha. We're excited to have you worshiping with us today on Easter Sunday. You know, as we prepare our hearts for worship today, let me encourage you that you wouldn't just be a spectator, but a participant today with us in worship. Also, if you don't normally worship with us, let me encourage you to go to our website, fbcchickasha.org slash connect. And there's an online web form that you might fill out to let us know that you're worshiping with us today. Finally, as we get ready to worship together, I want to use a tradition that the church has been using for centuries now on Easter Sunday, where the pastor stands before the congregation and declares, he is risen and the congregation cries back, he is risen indeed. And so this morning, I'd like for us to do this together. I'm going to make this statement, he is risen. And then even from where you are, I'd like for you to declare the words back to me, he's risen indeed. Are you ready? Here we go. He is risen Now, let's worship the risen Savior together. Happy Easter. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. He makes me lie down in fields of green. me beside the water so still I am fulfilled for he restores my soul for he restores He leads me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for He my soul for he restores my soul oh my soul oh your rod and your staff they comfort me you make a table of my enemies You anoint my head with oil And my cup overflows My cup overflows It overflows Surely goodness Mercy will always chase along after me, and I will dwell in your house, oh God, for all of my days. For He 
church and happy Easter. I'm so excited for us to have this time together this morning to study a great passage of scripture in John chapter 10 where we see that Jesus makes this bold declaration where he he declares, I am the good shepherd. Now, the last seven weeks, we've been in a series of sermons called The Good Shepherd, where we've been studying scriptures that point us to understand that Jesus is the good shepherd. What makes today's text the difference is that today we're going to see Jesus himself making the declaration. But let's recap some of what we've studied over the last several weeks. The first week, we studied a passage of scripture in Micah chapter 5. We saw that the good shepherd brings salvation to his sheep. The next week, we studied a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 15, where we see that the good shepherd goes after the lost sheep. He leaves the 99 to pursue the one. The following week, we looked at a passage of scripture in Matthew chapter 9, and we saw that the good shepherd has compassion for scattered sheep. Then the next week, we studied in 1 Peter chapter 5, where we saw that the good shepherd sets an example for his sheep to follow. The following week, Mark chapter 6, we saw that the good shepherd blesses the obedience of his sheep. And then last week, we took two passages of scripture in the Old Testament, Psalm 23 and Ezekiel 34. And in each of these passages, we pointed to the presence of the good shepherd in the lives of his people, in the lives of his sheep to lead and to guide us. What is it that we understand when we see this again and again in the scripture? We see this this, this idea of the good shepherd with pointing us to understand that Jesus truly is the good shepherd that cares for his sheep. And so this morning, we're going to read together in John chapter 10, where Jesus makes this bold declaration to us. And we're going to understand how this helps us understand not only his love for us, but ultimately his purpose for our lives. So if you have a Bible, I want us to look together. John chapter 10, we're going to begin in verse 11, and we're going to keep reading until we get to verse 18. Let's read this together. John 10, beginning in verse 11. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Now there it is, the bold declaration, right? I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd that we've seen again and again in the scriptures, the scriptures are pointing us to Jesus. And Jesus himself makes this claim. It's as if Jesus is saying, I am the one. I am God. I am the one that all of the Bible is pointing to. Of course, we know that he is. He is the one that the Bible is pointing to. He is the one that the scriptures are speaking of. He is the good shepherd who lays down his life for his sheep. And so he declares, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for a sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Think about that. I know my own and my own know me. What, a, what an awesome Truth, that is. Verse 15, just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold, I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received 
from my Father. What a beautiful declaration this is. How important it is for all of us as believers, as sheep, as followers of Jesus to see that we are the sheep that the shepherd is speaking of here when he declares his love for his sheep, when he declares his knowledge of his sheep, when he declares the action that he has taken in order to care for his sheep. And so I want us to see three things particularly in this passage. Now, if you've been following along with each of our previous weeks in some ways this is going to feel like a a review perhaps because really what we're doing is we're talking about the very same truths the very same ideas that we've seen again and again in page and after page of the scripture but what makes this so important and really what makes this in so many ways the culmination of this study is now that we have Jesus himself declaring these things to be true whereas before we've seen the scriptures point Pointing to Jesus again and again. Now we have Jesus by his own word, with his own declaration, making this bold claim that he is the one that all the scripture speaks of because he is the good shepherd of the sheep. The first thing that we see as we look at Jesus as the good shepherd and and, and this declaration, we see that the, the good shepherd provides for his sheep. The good shepherd provides for his sheep. Now, We've seen this several ways, even throughout these several weeks as we've studied. But in this text particularly, notice what Jesus says. Let's go back to verse 11. And he makes this statement. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. A good shepherd provides for his sheep by by laying down his life for them. We know that in, in the day of Jesus, one of the common practices of a shepherd is that he would, at nighttime... He would, he would lead his sheep into a defensible area and then he would, he would lay his life down in front of where the sheep were in order to keep the sheep in the area. So literally he would, he would lie himself down on the ground or for a group of shepherds they would lie themselves down in order to sort of hem the sheep in in the area that they had led them to. The shepherd so loved the sheep that he would literally lay his life before them. He would do everything within his power to provide for their needs, to lead them to green pastures, to care for them, to protect them. The shepherd loves the sheep, and so he would provide for the sheep. Now, another thing that Jesus says that relates to how much He loves us and his provision is his knowledge of the sheep. Again and again, he uses the first person pronoun in this passage. My sheep, I lay down my life for my sheep, right? This is personal to Jesus because truly he is the good shepherd and we are his sheep. He loves us, but he knows us. He knows what we need. He's able to provide for us because he knows what our needs are. He even says... That he, that he knows his sheep and his sheep know him. Verse 14, I know my own and my own know me. In verse 4, he made a similar declaration. We didn't read verse 4 together, but in verse 4, he made the statement that the sheep follow me for they know my voice. There's this intimate relationship between the shepherd and the sheep. The shepherd knows his sheep. He knows their needs and he does whatever is necessary to provide for his sheep. So we see that the good shepherd knows his sheep. The good shepherd provides for his sheep. Now let's make that personal. Jesus, the good shepherd, provides for you. He provides for you. As one of his sheep, 
Jesus has provided everything that you need. I've made this statement to you as a church over and over again through the years. That if what you needed was uh, more money, then that's what Jesus would have brought us. If, if what we needed were uh, bigger houses or material things, or if what we needed were entertainment or recreation, then that's what Jesus would have brought us. Instead, when we study the Bible, we see that Jesus brought us salvation. He brought us forgiveness of our sins because our greatest need is not for more things. Our greatest need is not for possessions. Our greatest need is not for entertainment. Our greatest need is not for money. Our greatest need, of course, is for forgiveness of our sin, for salvation. And so Jesus, the good shepherd, knows our need. And he made a way for our need to be met by providing with his very own life. He laid down his life for his sheep. Not only does the good shepherd provide for his sheep, we see that the good shepherd protects his sheep. The good shepherd protects his sheep. He speaks here of a wolf, a a wolf who comes to to attack the sheep and snatch the sheep. But the shepherd, the true shepherd, will defend the sheep. The hired hand runs when he sees a wolf. But the true shepherd will, will stand his ground, will defend his sheep, will, will protect them. And that's exactly what Jesus does for us. He protects us. He protects us. He's given himself. He's given his life. He's done everything to make a way for us to be forgiven and set free Offering even his own shed blood on the cross in order that he might protect us. You might say, well, how does Jesus offering his life protect us? Well, Jesus in offering himself up on the cross. Jesus in laying down his life willingly. Jesus in being the sacrifice protects us because he went before. He went ahead of us to do what we could never do for ourselves. He made the ultimate sacrifice to pay a price for sin that, quite frankly, we could never pay. But Jesus loves us. He provides for us and even protects us. Not only does he protect us in that sense that he's given his life, that he's laid aside his rights, that, he's, that he, he was forsaken by the Father in order that we might be forgiven and set free, but literally Jesus defends us as his sheep through the presence of his Holy Spirit in our lives as we trust in him by faith. Now he empowers us. Now he leads us so that we might be able to do the very things that his word calls us to do so that we might be empowered to live the life that he has called us to, to to be able to accomplish the good works that we were created for through the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And not only that, but he's at work around us in ways that we don't even see providing for our needs, protecting us from the enemy. We believe the good shepherd provides. We believe the good shepherd protects because he loves us. But again, I want to make this personal. I want to make this personal. It's not just that the good shepherd protects his sheep. But if you are a believer in Jesus, then the good shepherd protects you. He watches over you. He cares for you. He cares for your needs. He's your protector he's your provider Jesus is the good shepherd not only do we see in this passage that Jesus is the provider the protector but we see that the good shepherd pursues his sheep I love this picture the good shepherd pursuing his sheep so deep is his love for us that he 
that he pursues us, that he comes after us. When we wander away, as we saw in Luke chapter 15, the Savior comes after us. The shepherd comes after us to save us when we wander away. Notice what Jesus says here. Look particularly in verse 16. He says, I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice so that there will be one flock, one shepherd. Now I want you to think about this for a moment. I want you to think about this. That when Jesus is speaking these words to his disciples, he's speaking of others who are yet to come. Others who are yet to join the the, the flock, so to speak. In truth, he's speaking of us. He's speaking of you and of me. Jesus was making this statement. There are other sheep and I will pursue them. And isn't it true that he has pursued us, that he has pursued you in his love for you. He's made a way for you to be forgiven and set free. In his, in his love for you, he's protected you from the evil one, from the enemy. In his love for you, he's provided for your needs. In his love for you, he pursues you even while we were in our sin. Jesus laid down his life so that we might be forgiven and set free. The good shepherd pursues his sheep. No one took his life from him. Jesus says he laid it down of his own authority. And just as he had authority to lay down his life, he had authority from the father to take it up again. Do you see Easter in this declaration? Do you see the power of the cross of Christ and the resurrection of Jesus boldly proclaimed in these words? Jesus is telling his disciples and and through the, the, the inspiration of his Holy Spirit, these words continue to speak to us today that Jesus is making this declaration. I love my sheep. I will provide for them. I will protect them. I will pursue them so that they might know me, so that they might have a relationship with me by faith. Jesus loves you. Jesus pursues you. He truly is the good shepherd who laid down his life. Now, had Jesus not risen from the grave on that first Easter morning, had Jesus not come back to life, resurrected victorious over sin and death, then we might suppose that, that his death accomplished little. But because of his resurrection, because of his victory over even death and the grave, we know that Jesus has conquered sin and has made a way for us to be forgiven and set free. And so we can place our faith and our trust in him, the good shepherd who loves you, who provides for your needs, who protects you, who pursues you. I wonder... Has there ever been a time in your life when you have trusted Jesus, the good shepherd, by faith? Has there ever been a moment in your life when you know that you have surrendered your life to him? When you have said, Jesus, I admit my sin. I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for my sin. Even now, I ask that you would come in my life. Forgive me. Make me clean. I confess you as Lord, as Savior of my life. Has there ever been that time in your life when by faith you have you have trusted Jesus, not just as the good shepherd, but as your good shepherd? If that's never happened, if you've never made that decision, then I want to encourage you even today, even now, that you would 
surrender your life to him in a moment. We're going to have a time of response. And in our time of response, we're going to sing together a couple of great songs that that point us to the love of Christ, how much he loved us, that he would would give his life for us, that he would lay down his life and that he would take it up again with the authority of the Father, conquering sin and death, that he might be our victor, our protector, our provider. Friend, if there's never been that moment when you've trusted Jesus by faith, and I pray that even as we sing these songs, that that you would take a moment And that you would surrender your life to Jesus. There's a simple prayer that you might pray. Just use these steps as your guide. The ABCs, as we often say. Admit your sin. Confess him as Savior. Acknowledge your belief in him and belief in his power. And confess him as Lord and Savior. So you admit, believe, confess. Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross to save my sin right now. Come in my life. I confess you as Lord and Savior. And if you, would, if you would do that, if you would acknowledge him as your Lord and Savior, the Bible says that you will be saved. And so we want to encourage you that you might take that step. In a moment, I'm going to pray. And after I pray, we're going to sing these songs together. After we sing these songs, then I have one final word that I want to share with you this morning before we finish this time of worship together. And, and as we prepare our hearts even now, I am going to be praying that if you don't know Jesus, that you would respond by faith to him even now in this moment. Let's pray together. Would you join me? Lord, we do come before you this morning in prayer and we acknowledge your great love for us. Jesus, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you, good shepherd, that you lovingly pursued us while we were lost in our sin. And now, Lord... We want to turn our hearts and our lives to you. We want to be fully surrendered to you as as both Savior and Lord of our lives, that we might follow after you, that we might walk in the way that you have called us to walk. And so, Savior, like a shepherd, we pray that you would lead us. Even now, Lord, if there's anyone who's listening that doesn't know you by faith, there's never been that moment where they have where they have asked you to to come in their life, forgive them of their sins and and trusted you as Lord and Savior. Lord, I pray that even now they would make that decision, acknowledging their sin, believing in your saving work, confessing you as Lord and Savior. We pray that you would move in our hearts, move in our midst even now. Good shepherd, we honor you. We thank you and now, We pour out our praise to you for all that you have done. And it's in your name, the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Let's join together now in a time of worship, a time of praise, as we sing these great songs and declare our love to the Savior who gave his life for us. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows. 
Thank you again for joining us today for this time of worship. We pray that the Lord will use this message in your life. And if God's been speaking to you today, we want to encourage you that we want to be able to connect with you so that we can help you as you take those next steps of obedience, following the direction, following the leadership of the good shepherd in your life. So here's a simple way that, we've, that we would like to connect with you that we've, we've established so that you can let us know what God's doing. You can go to our website, go to fbcchickasha.org slash commit. And there you'll find a simple web form that you can fill out that lets us know that God is speaking to you, how he's moving in your life. And when you submit that form, it will be 
it will be sent to us and we'll be able to follow up with you and encourage you as you are figuring out what it looks like to trust Jesus. And I want to I say this specifically today. If you have prayed to receive Jesus, then we encourage you that you would reach out to us. Use this form, fbcchickasha.org slash commit, or even now you can call. Even now we have pastors standing by ready to talk to you. If you call 405-224-5196, we want to be able to talk to you. If you've prayed to receive Christ today, or if you're ready to receive Christ, then we encourage you, call now so that we might we might speak with you and connect. And, and lastly, I'll say that if you're worshiping with us today and you don't normally attend First Baptist Church, we'd love to know that you've joined us for worship today. You can leave a comment in the comment section if you're following along through one of our social media streams or you can go to our website, fbcchickasha.org slash connect and fill out the web form that's there. And that's another great way that you can communicate if you have any prayer needs that we might be able to pray for you and, and even perhaps if there's a ministry need that you have so that we might be able to help minister to you in this time. No doubt this is an, this is an unprecedented time, unlike anything that any of us has been in before. But we want to connect with you so that we might minister to you even through this time. Finally, let me say this. I'm really excited for next Sunday as we gather together for worship again digitally next Sunday through our virtual worship. We're going to begin a new sermon series that we're going to call Always Remember to Never Forget. We're going to be studying passages of scripture in Deuteronomy where Moses implores the children of Israel to remember what God has spoken, remember what God has done. And so for the next several weeks, we're going to take a look at what it is that God has called us to, what he has spoken to us, that we might remember to do God's work in our lives. Always remember to never forget that God loves us, that he has a plan for us, and that he's given us direction. Most importantly, he's provided for us through Jesus, our good shepherd. And we want you to know that Jesus loves you and he has a plan and a purpose for your life. Church, we believe that the mission of First Baptist is to love people to faith in Jesus and multiply disciples. I want to encourage you this week that that would be your focus, even in the midst of the corona craziness that we're living with, that the focus of our lives would be to love people to Christ and to multiply disciples for his kingdom. Until we gather again for worship, be blessed. God bless you.